Milkshakes, you gotta stop being a needy little shit. Butter isn't needy, she just wants. And that's why she gets what she wants. She doesn't need anything. <laughs> so a couple of days ago, um, Milkshakes was doing that thing where she uh, paws at my leg and then rubs her head against my foot. She's like begging for attention, right? And yes. Then, and then Buttercup just comes up and sits on my lap like it's nothing and just chills there. And now I can't move because I got this cat on me. So I can't I can't even, you know, bother this cat if I wanted to. Yeah. Down on the ground. So, you know, just a little lesson to my cat. Stop being a needy little bitch and actually get what you want. That is a good philosophy, actually. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a good life habit to pick up on. Yeah. Yeah. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> we woke up, uh, well, hopefully you wake up every day. <laughs> we woke up today. And then, and then you won't be you anymore. That hasn't happened in a while. <laughs> um, yesterday was Labor Day. Woot woot. Um, we, uh, were gone all day and so we're kind of like... A little groggy. Trying to get back in our, uh, I guess weekly routine, even yeah. though we don't really have one. Yeah. Um, I mean, we had a fun day. We haven't had a fun day in a while, so now we're, we're I think yeah, we're discombobulated. Nice. <laughs> we're discombobulated <laughs> we, because we're like... we had a good time. What? We had fun? We did a thing? Happy that's chemicals? Still, that's, that can happen? Apparently. <laughs> um... Yeah, we're in a good mood, I would say. Yeah. Coming out of a month and a half long weird dissociation. Yeah. I still have it, but I'm used to it now. I think I just might be this way now forever. I mean, that that, you know, that that just could be like your brain just changed and once it changes, it it can't go back. Yeah. I think that's exactly what happened. I think it was just a really bad adjustment period to some some changes adult onset to my brain puberty. to myself yeah just i had a lot of revelations at once and it was terrifying and i think i'm getting through it i mean i know i'll have bad days again but yeah. the the good ones are starting to be more frequent which is awesome um was there anything else you wanted to say besides Milkshakes' lesson story? No, that's how I wanted to open it. It didn't. It wasn't even supposed to be a, a lesson. It was just supposed to be a fun little story of me talking shit to my cat. Oh. <laughs> but <laughs> turned into an after-school special. <laughs> now we've got we've got coffee with us this morning, so you might hear some some slurps and gulps. Uh, it's morning, and I gotta go to work. My soon. teeth feel gross. That's a you problem. <laughs> That's not their problem. What do you want them to do I haven't do brushed about it? my teeth yet, and I'm in my pajamas. Somebody come brush my wife's teeth. Ew. <laughs> Sounds like a Craigslist ad. That very well could be. Yeah. I'm not going to look it up, but you somebody could. Speaking of Craigslist, oh, let's no. oh, talk no. about the internet. Oh, like for real? Yeah. Okay. I was trying to do a transition. <laughs> A really a bad faky one. Transition. Um, I just wanted to like marvel over um, how much has changed since 
the 90s, man. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. But yeah. no, like, I don't know. I turned 27 this summer and I was fine with it at first. And then I had like a midlife crisis out of nowhere. Yeah. And now I'm just like, I'm old. But I'm also like, like young to where I have like half to two thir- two thirds of my life ahead of me. There you go. And yeah, <laughs> I, I told you my teeth feel gross. <laughs> so my talking is weird. Anyway, okay. So when when I was young, we didn't have like computers existed. But only, like, mega nerds that were also rich in California had them. Like, no one in the Midwest where we live had a computer, really. No. Like, at least not until, like, 2000. Yeah. And it was, like, late 90s, early 2000s when it started becoming, like, every household. It was just, like, a staple, like a TV. Yeah. Before that, it was pretty optional. Um, And my first experience that I can remember with it besides um obviously I will say we always had computers in school like there I think for you know every school since like probably the late 80s they started having like a computer lab yeah they had those (laughs) those dope little apples with the with the colors on them yeah um we didn't have those, I don't think. We had, like, ancient ones when I was in first grade. I, oh, yeah, you had the big blocky ones, I bet. The only um, reason I remember the computer lab in first grade is because one day I peed on one of the seats in the computer lab and just, like, <laughs> left and act like nothing happened. I did the same thing. Really? Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> I peed my pants uh, three times that I can remember in first grade. Yeah. And... It, they were all three because my parents put a belt on me that I didn't know how to undo and I was too afraid oh, to someone no. to ask someone to undo it for me. I just didn't know how to hold my pee. That's <laughs> understandable yeah, also, I, like I'm, at that age. I'm, well, no, I, I might have been in like third grade, so it was a it was a, it was a weird issue. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, that's why that's why I wore those uh, those pads. Oh. I'm not, I'm not ashamed to admit. Fuck. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you sh- you you shouldn't feel bad about like things you didn't know when you were a literal child, no. yeah. or you know, yeah, like it's not like you knew anything. I'm not gonna be mad at myself that I didn't know how to undo a belt with my tiny little toddler hands. Yeah, but anyway, we were talking about computers. Um, oh, <laughs> <laughs> you want to pee on some computers? <laughs> no. <laughs> I want to be on Donald Trump's phone. On his computer? And his computer, yes. Yeah. Take away his Twitter and any means he has to communicate with people. But yeah. Throw like, him in a padded cell. VHS tapes. Like, we know what those are. And we're getting to a point now where younger kids don't recognize cassettes, VHS yeah. tapes, um, any any bulky, big plastic type of media they they don't know what that is or floppy disk when i was in like yeah no especially elementary school disc. we still had those sometimes we still had it some like of the i would big say ones. discs were more common yeah the big ones yeah. um, is what i'm talking about oh like yeah okay i thought you just meant like regular old uh floppy drives 
No, not the old ones, like I mean, the really old ones. Yeah. But um, my first experience with it in the home was with web TV, which was like it didn't have all the features that a computer had, but it could kind of replicate the Internet on your TV screen is what my mom bought in like the na- late 90s. Okay for our house and I was always so fucking frustrated because I wanted to go on like it's like Blue's Clues has a website. <laughs> Barbie has a website. And you can do cool stuff on them. That's the height of the internet is the <laughs> Blue's Clues website. Although I went I went to like um when when the internet was more of a common thing. I went to like like the kids rule school and like the uh like the like the website on the back of the cereal boxes. I don't remember what that was. That was the honestly websites like the internet seemed like magical still then. Like yeah. I remember, I wish my brain fucking made that much happy chemicals oh, just yeah. over the thought of like a game you could play on a uh, screen. I would I would go on Nick dot com and I would play. Uh, the Fairly Odd Parents had a game because that was still a new show, and there was that episode where they get sucked into the video game. And they based a, an actual game around that, put that up on like Flash on AOL. I was like, mm, fuck yeah. Flash games used to be the shit, just free Flash yeah. games on, you know, channel TV channels, websites. I mean, I'm sure oh, there's no, still... I, I would go to Newgrounds. That was where the real Flash was. Well, yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like... We got, we're getting way off topic. Even when you were like littler <laughs> than that. But yes, we yeah. are. Um but with web TV, when you go to the website and like try to play like a game or anything else, that like is like, yeah, this doesn't work because you Oof. don't have a real computer. You don't have an actual browser. Yeah, so basically, game. you could only go to pages where you could like read things, which is not what a child wants to do. Even though I That's was what you wanted to do. Well, I wanted to read books, not web pages i don't want to read the internet (laughs) what the fuck this was also i was like um not to brag (laughs) y'all fucking nerd but i was like like considered a gifted child and i could read from like age six so uh age five or six like pretty well so um that's why like i remember all these things and yeah saying you're better than me no. I mean, you are. You are so. It's like literally a meme that all millennials who are former gifted children are fucked up now. No, so. I, I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I, might, I might have been one of those gifted childrens. I don't remember. Were you ever taken out of your class and like been like put in like a, a club for like the kids who were ahead of everyone else? Like I'm trying to think like if I was ever in like a Krellborn class. Ours was called, I don't think I've ever talked to you about this. Ours was called Aces. Yeah. And um, it was like, I think they stopped it at some point, but I remember going to it in like, I think kindergarten through second or third yeah. grade. And it was just like a weekly thing where you got pulled out of class, like while they were doing something stupid or unimportant, I guess. I don't uh-huh. know. And like for probably like half an hour, 45 minutes, we'd go to this class called Aces and just like work on these separate assignments that were yeah. that was like i guess more advanced i don't really remember it very well yeah i just remembered something about school from when i was a kid but it's got nothing to do with technology <laughs> so i'm gonna have to 
try to remember it later. Okay. Like not for today, but for like next time or whatever. All right. Well, anyway, the next like milestone that I can remember um, is DVDs. Well, yes, DVDs, but like uh, instant. Should have said DVDs. Instant Messenger, like yeah, um, like AIM and Yahoo. mm -hmm, That was like when I was in fourth, fifth grade. And that was the fastest way to connect to people. uh, Poor people didn't have cell phones. Yeah. Um, Everyone still had pretty much just home phones at that point. But that was like the first time I remember when like you could like talk to your friends from home. Yeah. Not on the home phone. Yeah. Because for that, you had to have like your parents permission, all that. Like we would just go home from school and just talk on there and send each other pictures. I don't I don't even know what our fucking conversations would have been at that age it probably just would have been like hi yeah <laughs> how are you whatever whatever like little kid <laughs> meme was going around stupid like badly spelled words and terrible like <laughs> stone age emoticons yeah nowadays people wouldn't even recognize what the fuck that shit yeah. is i remember being when i was like 11 or 12 probably like uh boy i liked sent me like a a semi flirty like um <laughs> emote it was like it was like would have been equivalent to like the twitch emotes like it was yeah. just some lady going mm-hmm, honey or like oh, something like fuck? that oh. <laughs> and i was like so excited i was like do you what do you think that means <laughs> oh honey I remember those. Those were cheesy. They were like, so cheesy. cheesy. I still remember one was like, woohoo, can't wait for the weekend. It was like the equivalent of like wine mom memes nowadays. Yeah. But that was how 10 year old humor started. Yeah. In like fucking 2004, 2005. Um, what else? Oh, um, and talking to my mom, because um, she lived in a different country from the time I was like five, six years old. So, um, at first to keep in contact with her was either I, we would set up like a phone call, which was a lot, uh, from America to New Zealand. It was like, you know, cell phones weren't a thing yet. So it was, uh, you know, long distance or you had to buy like a special card. So it was a very like set up process thing. And, um, or I would email her, when I was at my grandparents' house and then like wait however long for her to email me back. And then they would print out her emails for me to read. Wow. And, but they yeah. just like s- sit me at the computer. I mean, I'm glad I got exposure now yeah. to like writing yeah. when I was that age. Um, but it was just so funny. They'd like print out her emails. I'd be like, <laughs> okay. And then, <laughs> and then they'd sit me at the computer and I'd type out what I wanted to say. Mm. And I've seen some of them and they're, they're so stupid. I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be like, just like, uh, button mashing. And then I'd be like, that's what my Furby said to tell you. <laughs> that's, that's the mind of a kid. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I thought it was so clever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then to now where like I can just like Facebook message my mom and then we can be like, hey, you want to video chat at this time? Yeah. And we do. And it's just like insane how in 20 years, like it, the way you can communicate with someone across the world is completely different. Like, yeah. 
we're going to be the last generation that I, th I feel like we're going to feel older than we actually are always because we're going to be the last ones that remember like the before times before the internet and Facebook and yeah and phones were widespread like our childhood is very significantly different from our adulthood because smartphones and facebook social media didn't happen until we were like te teens yeah it wasn't until like S senior year of high school that the first smartphone was yeah. unleashed upon the world that was like 2010 so that was already a decade ago right i would have been 18 at that point and up until then it was all just like old shitty brick punching yeah, the number it, phones i i still only texted until 2015 fucking nokia um, flip phones were huge mm -hmm. I, you could get on facebook on some of the non-smartphones but it took a it, while it was terrible and it cost a shitload of money yeah and you would um have to pay like every time you got on the internet or sometimes pay per text and yeah just totally different are like kid years are very defined by like this technology teen yeah. years were this and then adulthood is like this and we're like the only like now when kids are born they just have the advantage like they just are immediately they're already connected to everything yeah maybe that's why we all have anxiety because such a big change happened to us maybe that we, i mean probably yeah and Probably why we're also screwed job wise. Like, I mean, you can obviously learn a lot of things, but you're at such more of an advantage if you learn things. Yeah. When you're a kid versus an adult. Yeah. Um, and not that like, luckily our schools did teach computers. Like I told you the other yeah. day, my dad doesn't even like really know how to type. Like. Yeah, I know because like, we we took typing in like fourth and fifth grade along with cursive, which they don't teach anymore, mm -hmm. and that sucks. Because I think that's still an important skill. I think it's important for, I think what we're seeing now is more of like a division of labor or like specialized skills. So maybe, uh -huh. maybe it isn't important for everyone to learn cursive, but it's definitely important for like visual artists and graphic designers. So maybe I, that's, that's something you learn later in like art classes and things. Because it's more of just like at this point, just a stylized way of writing. Yeah. But also... That, that, that's, if, that's why I think it's important. Yes. To, and to teach from early on that, you know. And if historical documents are, you know, written in cursive, it would be important for people to be able to just look at those and read yeah. them versus trusting like a translation yeah. or something. So maybe. I, th I think cursive kind of starts that, that initial spark of creativity of, oh, how can I, you know, make these letters look cool subconsciously? Like, obviously, you don't think about it. That's a good point. Yeah. This this episode is more than just millennial boomer rambles. I think, <laughs> I, think, I think there's a point to all of this. I mean, everyone likes thinking about like the generational differences. I just, yeah. I just, it's gonna be like the end of an era when our generation yeah. dies out for Cause, sure. Well, like when we were kids, like we were living in that that simple like ignorant life of like you know, what, what, what our parents or their parents were like, where it's like things were simple, you know, you had your friends, you went outside, all that shit. Yeah. And the thing was, our parents just assumed that our lives were going to be like that. So we were yeah. raised to expect to 
live in the 90s forever, basically. And then as technology got better, you know, we got more connected to the world and we started learning things faster and faster and we started learning about worse things and worse things. And then 9-11 happened and then, <laughs> oh, everything just went to shit. Yeah, I we just dealt with like a major discrepancy between what we were taught and what our reality yeah. is like we, we versus could, we could suddenly learn now kids know what to expect from the time they're a kid on the fly like we could just as soon call out like bullshit yeah some of us were most of us weren't i think at that age a lot of us were still at least at my school just kind of little obedient dumb shit baby brains <laughs> why, why am I going on this tangent? I don't know. <laughs> we, um, should, we should take a break. Yeah, I think that was all the like technology talk. I just yeah. kind of wanted to reminisce because the other day I was just thinking about um, like keeping up with my mom throughout my life and how much, how crazy it is that I'm only 27 and how I communicate with her now is like entirely different yeah. and more sped up than when i was a kid and it just seemed like she was on another planet yeah. almost but it's like, cool now because she can be like a just a consistent person in your yeah. life like it you know it, it could have been always like that but now yeah anyone in the future that that's how it'll be i mean facebook people complain about it but when i when you actually think about it the reason it is so addictive is because of the the social connection you get. Um, yeah. But I think the adjustment period is we need to relearn like social etiquette online to where like if it's something that you wouldn't say to someone in person or, mm -hmm. you know, if it's something that you would respect about someone in person, but you aren't going to respect their privacy online or respect their space online, then maybe you shouldn't say it. And, you know, with news and things we're going through that, it's just establishing a new um, culture. So for the most part, though, I mean, I met you on Facebook. Um, that's how I keep up with people through Messenger. Sorry. No, it's okay. What? We just we got to go to break. Okay, sorry, I was going on a tangent. No, um, I, I know, I know. I thought you were saying, I thought you were saying that because Butters was trying to jump <laughs> no, on your lap. No, I don't care about that. But like, we 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 got so much time here. Okay. okay. All right. Bye, Bye y'all. Okay, so before I forget, because that reminded me, because last night we were talking about how we want to die by just like exploding, vibrating on each other's frequency so hard. Like we're just like two little people going like, and then we go and like explode in fireworks. I wrote it down. Oh, you did? We erupt in cosmic orgasma. As we collide and split. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
Because, like, you know, at the end of every romantic movie, there's, like, the big kiss where they're finally, and then, like, fireworks explode behind them. But then, like, the next step up from that would just be, like, yeah, where are the fireworks? And, like, our our human form can't contain our love any longer, and we just, it just bursts out of us in a blaze of glory. Yeah. I mean, that'd be cool. Yeah. That'd be very fun. That's how I want to go out now. Yeah. There's no other way. Um, oh, yeah. I wanted to talk about the School of Life video that I liked that's been helping me. Or Oh, okay. Well, yeah, yeah, when yeah. did I watch it? Two days ago? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's been at least two days. Well, I think it's called... You guys can look it up on YouTube, but it's like the the day at hand or taking it one day at a time or something like that and i feel like it's a good strategy of coping with 2020 yeah yeah i mean i have nothing to say about it because i haven't like you had me watch it but i only followed i followed most of it okay so So, i mean you're going to explain it anyway yeah yeah I basically it just goes through how like when people experience a tragedy like if they uh lose a limb or they like old and dying or like they go through a car accident and they have to go through two years of physical therapy like when you ask how they're doing they say well I'm taking it one day at a time at this point you know and it was just saying how nor normal people who quote unquote who haven't experienced a tragedy or something significant like that we tend to think in like you know our everyday lives aren't important because we're always thinking of the bigger picture like what's to come what are we working towards what do we want in 10 years and how that can be really damaging when you're not taking the time to appreciate what's around you at that point in your life. Yeah. Um, and so it's basically trying to teach you the lesson that um, a lot of meditative practices teach you, which is maybe, you know, we should all just take it one day at a time because, you know, 10 years later you may not be where you want to be or it may become really discouraging when you're looking at these huge patterns over your life. Um, but instead you have this whole day in your hand, like maybe you should just take it one day at a time and just, you know, revel in whatever day that you're having and not, I mean, obviously it's important to have goals, have ambitions. There's a reason we have them and why we can look forward to the future. But at this point in time, in 2020, Everything's very scary and very uncertain, but the the way to cope with that is just getting back to basics and just being like, well, I woke up today, everyone, everyone's alive, like, I had a good cup of coffee, I had a laugh, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, I just thought yeah. it was really nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's basically so I, what... I had to cough, too. 
That's basically what meditation is too, right? Yeah. I mean. No, med- meditation is just shutting your brain down and, yeah. and simplifying everything so you can recharge and relax. Yeah. Well, and, and enjoy. Um, I don't know, because like, like obviously you enjoy the moment, but you're not thinking about the moment. Right. You know? You, you yeah, as humans, we're always looking ahead to like, all right, what's next? Because um, that's how we survive. Yeah. But in this modern world, and the video even addressed this too, like how some people will say, well, it seems really stupid to say, you know, look around at the f- and smell the flowers or like, you know, because yeah. like when, when you've got such big dreams, like you're like, oh, I'm going to achieve all this, like looking and smelling the flowers seems like a waste of time and stupid. Yeah. But, but actually that's, you know, some of the most content, you know, for some people that's the most content and, and happy they are is when they're looking around and smelling the flowers. Yeah. So I think it's just trying to find the balance of both like feeling, you know, fulfilled, but not necessarily having to achieve these high goals that capitalism or society sets for us to feel contentment with ourselves. It's hard. Yeah. I had something I was going to say, but I, I, forgot what it was i'm sorry so it's 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 okay it's okay i, I was just gonna say that that this, this isn't my story the lesson, lesson of that video like ties into um like dave a lot of david lynch's messages if you if you like um david lynch's films um and kind of notice the pattern especially the story of twin peaks which we could have a whole entire separate year-long podcast series just about twin peaks twin because cast. the symbolism the From story the Black Lodge. everything in that show is so complex and double r podcast <laughs> It requires, like, hours of explanation. James was always cool, Cass. <laughs> um, but to boil it down to, like, the most simplified terms, um, the entirety of Twin Peaks so far is about um, basically how TV got more violent. Correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm going to fuck this up. Just do it. <laughs> We'll figure it out. Okay, TV got more violent. Laura Palmer was a TV, like a meta TV star that was killed. Yes. In order to fan the flames of... of Investigation. Investigation, which is what kept the audience invested in the show. Yes. The show celebrates the mundanity of life, though, because the... The best moments on it are just like coffee and apple pie and the warm and feelings family. you get with friends and, dinner. and the little moments you have with them and, you know, yeah. the mundane everyday life. Um, and David Lynch is um, a very meditative person. A swoopy haired genius. <laughs> he got very into transcendental meditation and. Um, and so he is definitely someone who I look up to 
when it comes to taking it one day at a time. I think he fully, you know, when you look at him talking to people, he, he looks at them and he like revels in the conversation and he is present in the moment and he can laugh at little things. And I just think he's really, really cool. He's a cute man. Um, and also if you get into any of his deeper stuff about meditation, it's very, uh, interesting. And I like, I like that philosophy because, you know, over a span of a lifetime, it's impossible for your life to not disappoint you in some way. I mean, there's just not enough time. Even if you are able to chase all your career goals, you probably neglected family at some point or a relationship. You know, you have to push things to the side to pursue what you're pursuing. Or if you pursue your family and, you know, having kids and pouring all your love into them, maybe you're not going to get to have the career goals that you have. So it always feels like you're sacrificing something. But if you just look at, this is the day I have in hand. I'm going to enjoy it. It just breaks things down to where you're not, you can't really be disappointed if your goal is to just enjoy what's around you. How's that for an after school special? (laughs) Which, I mean, I know it breaks down to where like, okay, but I need to eat. I need to. Yeah. You know, you still have to do things, but I think even then you can apply that to your job, because if you stop thinking about like, oh, how how the fuck long am I going to work this job? Like, where am I going to go next? Like, if you're just like, this is the work day I have ahead of me today. Here's here's the coworkers I have around me. Like, this is what I'm dealing with. Like, just do it. It's just yeah, it's easier said than done. I mean, this is definitely something that I'm going to struggle with, but it just. Definitely changed my perspective on things I was going through with my time anxiety and my death anxiety and being like, oh, God, like, what am I going to do? What if I die? What if everyone dies? Like, it's just like, well, just do what you can with today, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I never really finished explaining Twin Peaks, but I that I just wanted the the basic <laughs> point of like it's yeah. it's about celebrating Yeah. You know, the nice things people are, love about it, especially like season one and two is just all the cute little moments well, or like the that's diner. Just, that's just David Lynch's philosophy of uh, balance and why he shines things why he shines the flashlight on the dark things because you, you see the dark and then you're like, oh, I appreciate the light. Ooh, give yeah. Me, give me the boring stuff. I yeah, don't need the, the, da- the balance of dark and light, which is kind of like yin and yang. There's if you look at the yin yang symbol, there's always some dark in the light and there's yeah. always some light in the dark. And that's how things stay balanced. And um, it, it makes sense for me because when, you know. When I was young, um, as a teen, I got into, you know, goth and <laughs> and all these like, you know, I, w- I was questioned by like Christian adults in my life who, who were like, why do you like these things? Why are you drawn to skulls? Why do you think? Why do you like gothic people? And I didn't really have the words to communicate that. I was just like, I just think they're beautiful. I like, just think they're neat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I just think they're neat. But it, I think it really was because I felt the need because I was so overpowered in my life with this idea of Christianity um, up to that point and just like everything good and righteous and God in heaven. I think I almost like needed some darkness to fucking balance out all that just like overly because when you have like t almost too much good or like it's why people like um, to acknowledge the sh the shitty things that happen at Disney World because uh -huh. it's almost it's almost like so sugary sweet and overly like good that people like can't stand it. They're like there has to be got to be something. Yeah, there has to be something seedy cool about it, and then that kind of something evil that kind of balances there's a it out. Separate head under there, isn't there? Yeah, you're hiding a dead body, and that's why people. I know it. Yeah, people. We need both. We need to acknowledge the dark parts in order to appreciate and fully enjoy good things. Because when you try to overpower someone with like, oh, this is all wholesome, all good, all sugary sweet, then they're like immediately gonna run towards like dark, creepy things because yeah. they need they're like that's that's too much sugar overload like you need you need some balance and on the adverse side of that then that dark stuff makes you appreciate the cutesy sweet wholesome stuff yeah so speaking of cutesy sweet wholesome stuff we're recording this Aww, i forgot ninth dating anniversary that's, yeah. that, that sounded weird coming out. I had to, <laughs> I wanted to make it clear that this is not a marriage anniversary. Yeah. But like, I st how do you distinguish most, the two? Most still? people stop celebrating their dating anniversary, but as Fuck like that. a, as like a breaking traditions millennial. Why, why, why would we want to lose like those five years? I know. That's how I feel because. Like, that's weird. I guess the old idea was that when people got married, it was like, okay, this is a new relationship now. And like. Right. That was really when like this yeah. thing started. But like for me, it started like we basically had known each other like three weeks. <laughs> yeah. And, but we had like been like flirting around this idea of like being official or whatever. Yeah. I don't really know what was going through our heads. We were teenagers. Um, I don't know. We were like 17 and 19 yeah we were dumb as hell um and yeah we were dumb as hell <laughs> but i wanted to hang around you all the time and yeah. wanted to date but i was like terrified that that you just wanted to be like friends with benefits or something or not yeah. be serious i didn't know at so, the time i think i took you seriously the most out of any person that i was seeing at that point yeah well, like, I, hopefully so. Obviously, that's, <laughs> look where look look where yeah. we landed. I think we were just both afraid and like tiptoeing around the idea because we weren't sure what the other person wanted, and yeah. we were too stupid to just ask. Yeah. Um, and then finally, at some point, it was like, well, we're literally hanging out together like constantly <laughs> talking constantly yeah. like we're we should probably just say that we're dating. And at now this we point. do hang out every day. <laughs> yeah. And Are then, we dating or what? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's gone beyond dating. 
we don't really go on like real actual no. dates very often no. but we go um, out to eat still though we do things yeah not right now obviously but um <laughs> yeah i would say that's like part, that's part of why we've been so down too is we we, we've spent so long just shutting doors mm-hmm. like and any chance we get to escape is like oh fuck yeah yeah but Breath i always this like i always remember our wedding anniversaries coming up but this one always sneaks up on me because yeah like it's just dating but also well because i like we, treasure it too because it's like oh that's when this all started yeah because we we never like officially like said anything yeah until like three weeks after today yeah and then we were like, oh, what what day was it? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Well, it was just like basically the day we became Facebook official because that right. was a yeah. big thing. Yeah. That was a big deal then. Yeah. Like you weren't you weren't dating until you're Facebook official. Yeah. I mean, that's still pretty much the case. That's, yeah, that is how it is. Because yeah. if you're not on Facebook, you don't exist. Yeah. You're, you're not a person. Although... <laughs> I think a lot of a lot of kids these days don't use Facebook. No, that's that is definitely going it's all, away, uh, and I've seen a lot less engagement on there's, it there's this better, year specifically. Yeah, well, there's better alternatives. I'm just I I don't know how to Twitter. I don't know how to Twitter. Mm-hmm. I don't like Snapchat because I think it's just it's just stupid Instagram. Yeah, I don't like. I've tried to use Snapchat three or four times, and I just Fucking can't. Boomer says I can't deal with the UI on it. I don't. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't. I think it's ugly how it's set up. Like, I love Instagram. I, it sucks that it was bought up by Facebook, but it is very smooth, like, easy app, even though they keep adding things that yeah. make it not as good. But it's just trying to imitate Snapchat. And like I said, I don't like their yeah. UI. It's are, messy are, and gross to look at. What are people on? Where should we be? I think what probably we be doing? for our demographic, we should probably be on Twitter. I yeah. just... Shudder at the thought of trying to uh, go through the process of adding everyone I want to follow. And then yeah. like, oh, uh, it's a lot of work to get on a new social media yeah. platform these days. Uh, tw- it really Twitter, is. Twitter on mobile is hard to, uh, it's just hard to navigate for me. I don't mm. know why. But uh, Probably because of all the reading. I mean, definitely. I can't <laughs> read uh, Newsflash. You need more visual Speaking of prompts. reading, um, I'm going to read something I wrote on our anniversary two years ago okay 2018 would have been um living in evansville right right yes. okay i oh god what what is time anyway okay so seven years ago candy and me started dating it was super messy and neither of us knew if it was going to work out through some form of perseverance or maybe just being plain dumb and stubborn we stuck it out i think we learned an important lesson in staying together very early on uh communicate and don't keep secrets from one another at the time neither of us knew what the other person wanted because we weren't even really thinking of the other person not in that way anyway at least we assumed wait what way i guess romantically (laughs) fuck did i mean even even two years ago i'm confused (laughs) All right. Anyway, (laughs) instead, we assumed the wants and needs of each other and used that to justify our ignorance of the other person in order for us to get back on track with one another. We had to be more personable and upfront, something that is a lot harder than it sounds. We made our intentions known so that we could work together and resolve our issues. Um, Where we are now is totally different from where we were seven years ago. There are no secrets between us. In order to build that bond of trust, we figured out that there's no point in keeping secrets 
because even the most significant, most insignificant of secrets can create a barrier, whether intentional or not. I, okay, I once worked with a guy who, he hid his drinking habits from his wife, and he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, fuck, you know, she's a bitch, I, I, I'll go to bar, I'm, I'm, I'm ad-libbing this now, I don't want to read yeah. this fucking part, because it's like, all right, so he, you know, he, he would be like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I hit the bars on Friday nights and weeknights, and I don't tell my wife, I, I come home, and I, I make up some story about where I was, I lie to her, and I, like, he, he would, like, spend all this money at the bar, and then she would, like, be like, where the fuck you been all night, and, you know, it's, it's like, you when when you start doing things like that, it's like why why are you even married at that point? And uh, let's let me see if there's anything in here. Yeah, no, it, that's basically what it was. Like you know, maybe it's like it's like maybe you know one one bad thing fuels the other. Where maybe she's mean to him because he's going out, or maybe you know mm-hmm. he's going out because she's mean. It's like you can't if if you're not talking to each other, you don't know what's going on. You're not going to fix these issues, and that's a stupid fucking issue to even have anyway. In yeah. the first places, don't don't sneak around bars. Like, what the fuck's the point of that? Just if you're gonna drink, at least just drink at home. That way, you know your spouse knows where you are. Some shit. But I wonder how well they connect emotionally. Is the end of that paragraph. <laughs> Seven years later and almost two years of being married, Candace and me are insanely in sync. I feel like learning to communicate and trusting each other will make even the smallest details. Fuck, I read that wrong entirely. I feel like learning to communicate and trusting each other, even with the smallest details, has created this unbreakable bond. What I think we figured out is that without these components, this relationship, a relationship like this cannot exist. And that, to me, is love. <laughs> okay. No, I read that this morning too in my memories. Okay. So I, I wanted to share it out loud. Okay. All right. I think. I think, uh, we're, I think we're done. Yeah. Yeah. We're pretty well wrapped up. This yeah. was a good episode. Yeah. Guys. Well, it's a. It it had the air of like we're old and we're yeah. we're trying to teach life lessons. This this episode about this technology and life and love is slowly turning into the. The millennial boomers reminiscing. It, it is. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. All right. Um, do do it a loop. I was going to say, and in case <laughs> I don't see you, <laughs> good afternoon, good evening, and, and good, good night. night.